Thank you for tuning in to this week's podcast of The Victory is Greater Than the Struggle, an ex-lesbian podcast with myself, your host, Jessica Newsom. All right, so today I just want to share with you guys, um, a lot of people don't know the three basic types of um, different styles of Christianity uh, when it comes to the area of homosexuality that is totally splitting the church. First, we have the Reformed Christians. The Reformed Christians say, you know what? Um, uh, traditional Christians have taken the Bible out of context, and so homosexuality is permissible. There's certain areas in the Bible where it was not permissible, such as gang rape, such as idol worship, things like that, that yes, they were condemned, but not loving uh, homosexual couples, okay? So this is a reformed Christian view of the Bible, and there's a whole lot of people that have jumped on that train and writing it out. There's the traditional Christians. Traditional Christians, um, well, what, what people call now traditional Christianity is people like me. People that says, you know what? The Bible says that this is sin. God can change. God can deliver, you know, and, 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 and we have to walk these things out even though we don't understand it, right? So the Bible is, <clears throat> is what it is. It says what it says. And we're supposed to believe it and have faith uh, uh, that, that it is true, that it is the inspired word from God, right, written through man. And so that's traditional Christianity, okay? Then there's another sect of Christianity. There are people who are celibate Christians. Celibate Christians are people who say, you know what, um, your sexuality is, is who you are. That is something that cannot be changed. So God can't change it either, right? God cannot deliver someone from uh, uh, their promiscuous, um, from their same-sex attraction. So if they're bisexual or homosexual or lesbian, right, that cannot be changed. So as a Christian, we must be celibate, celibate Christianity. Now, this is the area solely within homosexuality, okay? And this is what is totally ripping the church apart uh, uh, in America and other places around the world. And if we don't get a handle on this um, by understanding um, these other viewpoints, and then learning how to reach out, learning how to love, right? Learning how to minister the gospel effectively, then we're going to get nowhere. And I think there's so many people that are so used to just uh, being in their box of preaching the word of God one way without touching this area, without acknowledging these other areas of, of, of thought and then correcting it in love. And so when we don't even acknowledge this other area, then it's a big problem because the world's going to acknowledge it. And if we aren't preaching um, um, how uh, the, the corrected viewpoint of those different thought processes, then we are leaving our congregations in, in, a, in, a, in a state where they're going to figure out and choose for themselves what the truth is in this area. And if we would take a, a, a poll within our churches um, of people who believe traditional Christianity or reformed Christianity or celibate Christianity, I think that we will have a very divided church. I really do because we aren't uh, hitting and honing in on this area. Now, the main point of this is to first all, uh, first of all, acknowledge the different thought processes, hear people's, hear people's viewpoints, understand where they're coming from, and then love them where they are, and then correct them in love, okay? Um, we don't have to 
beat people over the head with the Bible. That is something that totally just pushed me away from Christianity in the first place because I considered myself a lesbian since I was very little uh, because I just did not feel uh, that type of attraction towards men the way other females did. And so in that, I tried to resolve my sexuality within the biblical context um, of, of, of Christianity. And I never really heard any pastor really preach on it except for, saying, except for saying one or two scriptures or the thing that I hate so much, I hate this, people say, God made Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. I can't stand that. I can't. So we really need to throw out our old way of hitting this topic and say, you know what, God, the world is moving forward and 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 their view of, of, of taking the Bible out of context, we need to up it. We need to learn what they're learning, understand what they're learning so that we can say, okay, I hear you. I totally understand where you're coming from. This is why that's incorrect. Okay. And so trying to resolve that in the church and really not hearing anyone preach about it, right. Except for the couple people that just uh, show their disgust for it. I resolved within myself that I was too dirty. I was too filthy to even be loved by God. So what does that do that causes the person uh, to, to, to push away from homeless, uh, sorry, to push away from Christianity, to embrace their sexuality because they cannot change their sexuality. The only person that can change the sin that we're in, the only person that could deliver us and heal us from, from that bondage, that stronghold is Jesus Christ. But if we are not hearing it from the church, we're going to reject Jesus, basically rejecting that change because we don't even think it exists because the world is speaking so much louder than the church. And then we begin to embrace this. So in embracing it, I clung to Reformed Christianity. And so Reformed Christianity said, this is who we are. Um, be proud in it. Uh, and you know what? We could still love God. God still loves us, okay? And so we twisted the word of God to fit our lifestyle because there was a tugging and a pulling, a desire to know the one true God. Sorry. There's a desire to know the one true God and so when the church is not correcting us in love, then we go to that other area that says, you know what, this is totally okay. And we twisted some scriptures around to make it fit, to make it seem okay without really understanding and searching the scriptures for ourselves, like doing the hard work ourselves. And so falling into that was a rabbit hole into sin. I'm talking about, you know, a multitude of things, forget homosexuality, but just other things that I dabbled in and just got caught up in that really pushed me away from, from, from the true God. And, and, and I just clung to that idol of, of God and an idol of Jesus, an idol of the Bible that was not the Bible, but it was a, it was a false image, a false uh, representation of the one true God that caused me to um, worship him, but in a really messed up way. I mean, there was seasons in my life, times in my life, where I would just do despicable things, horrible things, and could still just say, God is okay with this. How many people justify despicable things with the word of God? 
when we cling to our own understanding, when we cling to other people's understanding and say that this is God, we're in a really, really bad place. And so coming out of that and just saying, you know what, something is not right. Um, I'm going to kind of start over. I'm going to pull away from people. I'm going to start going to just a different church, a Bible-based church. They don't even know I'm gay, whatever. I'm just going to start going. There was a tug towards this church, but I was kind of scared too. I was scared that people were going to judge me. I was scared that people were going to um, tell me something negative about my lifestyle if they heard about it, okay? But I didn't let that fear push me away. I started to go to this church, started uh, taking their different classes, learning more about the Bible. And the more I started to do that, the more uh, God's light started to permeate the darkness that was on the inside. And it was a feeling that I never felt before. It was a feeling of, of just this peace. It was a feeling of, of, of peace that surpassed all understanding. And I just was like, I need more of this. I need more of this peace. And I could, I, I could see that that the false peace, the false hope, the false faith that I had was temporary. It was so temporary. But this peace that I was feeling now, man, it was just unconditional. It was love. It was the love of God just drawing me to repentance. I repented of my sins. I repented of everything except for homosexuality. That just totally went over my head because I really thought the reformed Christian view was the way to go. I was so consumed with it that I called darkness light. And so following God, he, he, man, he just waited for the perfect opportune time to where my heart was positioned to totally receive him in, in the area of homosexuality that he spoke into that area in my life. And then I became a traditional, what people now call traditional Christian, which is a Christian. There's only one type of Christian, right? And it's a Christian. And the Christian follows the word of God without twisting it, without saying, you know, I don't have the faith to believe that God can do this, without pushing parts of it away because we aren't sure if God can come through in that area. And we are so afraid to let God in because we're afraid that he's going to, uh, uh, um, not come through. And if he doesn't come through, then maybe we aren't going to be able to follow him because he's not the God of the, of, of the Bible that we were taught. Right. And so this is so scary for the person that struggles with same sex attraction. It really is. It's terrifying. It's, it's scary, but it's a leap of faith. And so to the church, there are three different types of people when it comes to their viewpoint on homosexuality. There's people that think that it's permissible. There's people that think that it's not permissible and God can deliver and save. And there's people that think that it's not permissible, but God cannot change that area. What are we as a church? When I say the church, I'm not necessarily talking just to specifically pastors. We are the church. What are we as the church? telling other people, are we silent? Are we too afraid to share the truth and love because we aren't sure if people are going to accept or reject us? Do we not know how to do it? And so not knowing how to do something, it's okay. It's getting the knowledge and, and, and the wisdom in doing so. I always tell people, email me. 
you want to chat with me, you want to talk to me about this topic, whether you struggle or a loved one struggles with it, I am here for you. Please do not send me a message on Messenger on Facebook. Do not do that. But if you want to chat with me, please send me an email to my email address at Love at the Cross. You can go to my website, loveatthecross.com, and you could reach me there through the contact, okay? Um, and I uh, respond to every single email that I receive, okay? Um, but we have to educate ourselves. There's nothing wrong with listening to other people's point of view as long as you stick along that narrow road that says this is the one true way this is the god that we serve and it is unchanging it is the same yesterday today and forever so as a church are we doing our part in reaching people i mean there's 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 companies that want to that are taking down books like mine i have a book um out there you could search it put in my name jessica newsom um and books they're they're taking these books down because anything that's anti-gay, they're just removing it. Why? Because there's the far left that is saying embrace all of this, even if it means changing your religious views. Now, we as Christians can say, hey, if you want to live your life that way, that's fine. But it's my choice to vote how I want. It's my choice to uh, believe in my faith. And you can't take my faith and take chunks of it out because you don't like it. That's a problem in America when, when people can take our faith and tear it up to fit their beliefs. America is supposed to be a place where we can believe whatever we want, whether you are Muslim or Buddhist or Christian, or Jew, right? Um, um, you believe in Taoism, whatever. That is your choice, and we're here to love, right? I love the Buddhist, I love the Jew, I love the Muslim, I love everybody. But I don't have to agree with your thought process when it comes to religion. I could love you, I could hang out with you, I could go to the movies with you, we could kick it. But when we are so far gone that we say, if you disagree with me, I'm going to just tear you to shreds on social media. I'm going to go to whoever I need to, to, to make you believe how I believe. That is not the America we live in. It sounds more like a dictatorship when, when people want us to think along the same lines that they do because their way of thinking is right. And ours is wrong. We shouldn't take the Bible and tear it to pieces. God is faithful. And there's so many of us, so many people like me. My God, there's millions of us. Millions of us. That God has changed. But so many of them are quiet because they're afraid of the backlash of the public. They're afraid of the backlash of their families who disagree and think that because God delivered them that there's some, that it's, it's, it's a hate message. My life is not a hate message. My life is not a message of, 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 of hate towards other people. 
My life is a message of the redemptive power of Jesus Christ. My life is a message that the God that I serve is the one true God who can heal our wounds, heal our hearts, heal our minds. We don't have to live in a place of bondage, but a place of freedom. That is the life that I live. That is the God that I serve. And as Christians, the only knee that we should bow to is the knee bowing to Jesus Christ, to God our Savior, not to any idol, not to any other political view, not to any other party. We should bend a knee to the one we serve. We shouldn't be afraid. We shouldn't be afraid to say what our Bible says in love. And I think that that's a whole other issue. Man, there's Christians that do that so wrong. They just, they their love looks a lot like hate. And that's not okay. That stuff pushed me away from God, as I said before. We need to learn how to love, but we can't be silenced. We can't silence ourselves because we're afraid. I love you guys. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of The Victory is Greater Than the Struggle, an ex-lesbian podcast. Please subscribe to me on any podcast platform. Check me out, Jessica Newsom. If you're checking uh, me out on YouTube, if you have not checked